You're listening to a classic business podcast as heard on Classic 1027. 1027. Kwame Gogo is both a house and a person in Swaziland where South African exiles sought refuge from the apartheid system during the years of uh, the struggle. This year, the family have published another book uh, entitled Number 43 COVID-19 Journey. And to find out more about this, I'm joined by uh, Magogo's son, Elias Masilela, author and convener of Number 43 and former head of the PIC. Elias, uh, a pleasure to be able to talk to you with another hat on for a change. And what is uh, one hat that I must say is really your driving passion. We often talk to you when it comes to sustainable investing or responsible investing or ESG. But a lot of that has its foundation in this uh, spirit of Magogoism. Just share what that uh, spirit is all about. Yes, Michael. Uh, Magogoism is the spirit of giving and sharing selflessly. It's first and foremost a calling more than anything else. And it puts one's mind and body in good stead to do things like impact investing. Without a calling, without a change in psyche, you cannot do impact investing. And the story of number 43 is premised on one of the fundamentals of impact investing, which is about educating the nation. The reason our parents left for Swaziland was in protest against Bantu education. And the objective was to give us the ability to live an independent life, a better life than theirs. And you cannot be more impactful than that. And your father was a builder, I believe, and the family almost found themselves uh, in the crosshairs of history by chance. How did your parents actually find themselves involved uh, in the struggle? It's a very interesting irony in that when he was in the Second World War, when he returned from the World War, he, was, he ran a construction business in Soweto. And when he left for Swaziland in 1965, because all the people in Soweto knew him, they thought he was ANC, a politician who was going to set up shop in Swaziland. Eleven years later, when the June 16 uprising hit us, every parent that sent their children out of South Africa gave them one message. Go to Swaziland, find the Matilelas, they will know what to do. And that is how number 43 was built. Remarkable story that. Uh, and if you look at the defection of Glory September and her working with Eugene de Kock, what sort of havoc did he wreak in Swaziland? In the book number 43, we identify or characterize him as the worst uh, defection in the history of the ANC. It almost tore it apart, apart, given his position and the operations that he was responsible for. So... When he came back after being tanned in Ascari, he wreaked untold havoc in the heat because many of the operations that he had left were still in process and people were picked up like lilies and people died, disappeared, cars were shot at, houses were bombed. And that is the impact that Glory September had Single-handedly, literally.
It's a human story, and that certainly uh, comes through in the second book as well. Before we get to that part of uh, the discussion, though, Elias, the decision to establish a foundation seems like obviously the next logical step here. How did you set out to define exactly what the foundation would focus on when there is just so much need in uh, South African society? The lesson of giving and sharing was trickled down to us by our parents who taught us that everything that we had in the household was a shared resource. They were shared resource, the house was a shared resource, the food were shared resources, and at any point in time you'll find 30 or 40 people being fed by the family at number 43 who did not belong to the family. And that is what made it easy for us. When we buried our mother, when my brother stood to make a speech on behalf of the family, he said, this is going to be our lifestyle going forward sharing every little that we have with the people that we are around us. And starting off the foundation was near to do that. And 12 years later, it's still doing that successfully. 12 years later, and I, I search for something that really unites us as a, a common South African feature. And I like to believe that it is this spirit the spirit of Magogoism, the spirit of Ubuntu, the spirit of caring and community and selflessness that can really come to be the defining South African spirit. And you look at yeah. this through now the lens of COVID and the impact that this has had. Talk to me about a book uh, number 43, COVID-19 Journey. What did you seek to achieve with this? At first, when we went into the lockdown, we had no idea or conception of the book. But what we did as a family from day one, we decided to meet electronically across the region. The members of the family are scattered across South Africa, in Swaziland and the rest of the region. We met every day at six o'clock consistently. And this was to make sure that we look after each other and were able to assist each other psychologically, even if we're in different parts of the region. And in the process of so doing, one of our nephews said, you know, this is history in its making. For the first time on the 12th year of the number 43 legacy event, we could not hold it both in South Africa and in Swaziland. And he said, we need to document this. So we made the decision to write the story as a reminder to generations that come after us of how this generation dealt with the lockdown, or at least how the family of the Masilela family and other relatives and friends scattered across the world were able to manage themselves through the lockdown. And in this particular instance, how we use technology to stay together. And this is a lesson to investors that if you invest on a business proposition that is not premised on technology, the likelihood is, not, is that you are not fully proofed going forward. Elias Masilela, author and convener of Number 43, former head of the Public Investment Corporation, talking about uh, this new book, Number 43, The COVID-19 Journey. really is uh, the story of humanity. It's the story of families in lockdown uh, across the globe and how one family responded. Instead of cowering away from the pandemic, it boldly captured its effects. It's now a historical document which has been embraced by UN South Africa.